Welcome to the Homeschool Unlocked podcast, the show that helps parents see homeschooling as a unique opportunity. So forget fear. You can inspire. You can guide your child. Homeschool Unlocked. It's not school. It's life. You gonna give me a joke, beautiful? Hey, sweetheart. I have a. I do have a joke. What is as big as an elephant but weighs zero pounds? As big as an elephant but weighs zero pounds. That's right. It. Um. It, can it be in space? No, because it wouldn't weigh. <laughs> no. As big as an elephant but weighs zero pounds. Air. That's all I can think about. Okay. Close. Okay. It's actually the elephant's shadow. The elephant's shadow. Very sneaky there, my love. Welcome, Homeschool Unlocked family. My name is Monica Aviles. I'm here with my husband. Hello, Jesus Aviles. And together we have 20 years of homeschooling experience. We have six kids from the ages of 20 down to seven. And we want to thank you for spending this time with us as we talk about something that is real but often elusive like a shadow. Like a shadow. So, you know, we had mentioned 20 years of homeschool experience. We as a family also have 20 years of public school experience. As my wife homeschooled our kids, I always worked for the public school system. And so the topic we're going to be talking about is assessment, testing, grades. Yeah, that's today's topic. And the reason we bring this up is because on this homeschooling journey, you have the unique opportunity to assess without using grades or without assessing the same way that you would in a conventional school setting. So I wanted to ask Jesus to give us a little bit of background just about why grades are used in a conventional school system, some of the advantages, some of the the thinking behind why they're useful. Yeah. So, I mean, um, when you're sitting at a public school or you're sitting at, you know, most schools that aren't home, you have to assess uh, the child's mastery of a skill. Right. So in, in, in when you think of grades, grades are an easy way of kind of reflecting and kind of labeling. Right. How the kid performs. Right? Now, wait a minute. Would, do you think I'm kind of I'm happy that you're saying mastery of skill, but I'm kind of surprised because I usually think of it as more along the lines of mastery of content, not necessarily skills. Oh, you're right. You're you're, you're absolutely right. It's mastery of content. It, it's it's so you have um well as a homeschool parent, you're gonna have the same options that many teachers have, right? Um, in terms of what tools to use to kind of assess a child's abilities, right? You can use what we would sometimes call norm reference test, right? Where you are assessing the child's skills or ability, you know, with the material, right? The content knowledge or whatever it may be, but you're comparing that score to other kids. So, so you're putting that kid in some sort of like ranking system and also used to measure progress. But let's just say you're not looking at the child in terms of the progress being made or necessarily looking to rank the kid in the class, but you're actually just looking at the content that's being taught and determining if the kid has mastered the content, right? Independent of how anybody and everybody else does in the classroom, in your home, that would be called more, you know, standardized assessment or criterion reference test. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit of jargon, but if you decide to bring your child home, you have several different ways to kind of measure assessment, uh, test a kid. 
So can you go into a little bit more, just even why grades though? I, I mean, I know that it's because you're trying to measure content, but does it allow that to happen more quickly and with a greater number of students? Is that also why grades are used? Yeah, um, well, why grades are used, it's very, they, uh, man, it's, I mean, I, I could, we can, we can talk for days, but you know what, I'm going to peel that onion back just a little bit. When you're um, operating a school and there's money on the table, being invested, being used to educate kids and to teach kids particular standards and to provide kids particular content, there has to be a way, and the public school system has kind of a, you know, uh, determined that measuring the progress of a school, measuring the performance of a teacher, measuring the performance of all the moving pieces in a school, it grades, attendance, participation. These are little variables that have to be collected in order to just to have a conversation about the general health of a school, the general health of a staff, the general health of a kid. So why grades? I mean, it tends to be one of the variables, right? Because, I mean, we've all been to school to some capacity, right? We collect information on conduct and effort and grades, right? That tends to be a general report card. Those seem to be the variables that tell us the health of a, a particular kid. So why do we massively test kids? Why do we massively collect grades and data and use outside assessments aside from the teacher content assessments? They're trying to measure the health. There's money on the table. The questions always come up, right? As a former school site administrator, are you using your money properly? Is your vision and your mission getting kids college and career ready? That tends to be the lingo in the state of Florida. You got to get kids college and career ready. Uh, different than, you know, what we say here at our school, right? Our little home school. But in order to determine if that is happening, if that movement is happening, yeah, you collect grades. It's kind of required. Just like... You know, if you're looking to get uh, mental health services, they require a label prior to that. And just like if you're going to get some medica medical prescriptions, they want, you know, um, some sort of uh, diagnosis prior to that. It's all about labeling to help guide and steer the services either a kid gets, a grade level gets, a school gets. So is it fair to say that this goes beyond, though, public schools? Because you mentioned public schools, but private schools, charter schools, just any kind of conventional school setting. Yeah that would be a part of this whole grading system. Yeah, I mean, yeah, any, yeah. All those types of schools that you've listed, if um, measuring um, content mastery, measuring, you know, some folks actually measure skill content, especially when you're very, very young, when there isn't necessarily content to master, when it's more like little skills to master, when you're collecting information in terms of, is the kid progressing? Yeah, part of the package of being involved and receiving those services is getting the impact of those services measured. But we think of grades nowadays as kind of being the only way to measure how students are progressing. And in actuality, there are other ways to evaluate if your student is growing in their understanding, is growing in their skills, is growing in their character besides grades. And so grades, which you need for a large classroom setting where you have 20, 30, 40 students is not necessarily what you need in the homeschool setting. That being said, of course you wanna see, is your student understanding? Are they being diligent? 
are they um, growing in their focus, in their problem-solving abilities? And so in this little series that we're going to start, we're going to talk a little bit more about modern education, how it was developed, and other ways that you can evaluate your student at home. Because there's a difference between running into problems, because a problem is something that you can solve, and it, you know you find a solution and you move on. And then there's just the hard work, the difficulty, the grit that it takes to develop and to grow. And that's what we want to focus on is how can you create in your homeschool environment a setting where the difficulty that comes with growing and learning is embraced without the stress of using grades as the measurement to always see and evaluate your students' progress. Yeah, and and, and, I'm, and I'm glad you said that, my queen, only because being homeschooled, right? Us homeschooling our kids, I, I, I can easily tell you we've never attached a letter grade to a single item our children, they've ever done, right? A, assigning a letter grade. Now, if I could just swing back a little bit in terms of the grading systems that we traditionally use in our traditional public school systems, grades are supposed to reflect grade level material mastery, right? Grade level material mastery. Now, I know kids sitting in high school classes achieving C's and B's that can barely read out of the third grade level. Now, how's that possible, right? Pe- people decide grades. People, um, the grades that are supposed to reflect um, a grade level material sometimes doesn't reflect grade level material. Sometimes it just reflects the kid's progress or this other thing or this other thing or, you know, cutting a little break here and there. So I don't want you to think the be all end all is a grade level to measure mastery. So one of the beautiful things you have, and you can go back early season one where we're talking about the, the requirements needed or the material you, you can turn in to the state or your district in terms of deciding if a child has made enough or sufficient progress. Portfolio reviews. I mean, there's nothing better. Listen, as a school psychologist assessing disability, I look at the grades for about 30 seconds. I put them down and I say, show me the work samples. I pull the work samples. I can see if the child's progressing. I can see if the child is getting better. I can see if the child has a legit learning disability or if the child just has some deficiencies and is struggling on a couple different things. So one of the beauties of homeschooling, work samples. And work samples is what should be communicating is what you should be using to kind of uh, determine if your child is grasping the material, if your child can apply the material, is absorbing the material, and all that kind of stuff. So when I do homeschool assessments, right, because I get parents that call me that uh, pay a fee so me to review their portfolios, and I can see mastery. Now, what are you going to do if your child is not willing to do the work? That is, I mean, we've discussed this in other episodes, but if your child is not willing to do the work, that's a great time to stop because the reality is you can teach, but you cannot educate your child. The only person who can educate the child is the child. So if they are not doing the work, instead of just thinking about it as, they're lazy, they're being rebellious. Children want to grow and learn. And if they're not wanting to do the work, it's a great time to stop and back up and then think, why is it 
that they don't want to do the work. And that's one of the things that you can do when you homeschool is you can stop and focus on relationship. Look at your child. Look at your child. How is your child fearfully and wonderfully made? What is unique about them? What do they like? How can you create an environment where they're going to grow and do the work, but it's not going to look necessarily the way it looked like you know, for your other child or for yourself, it's not going to look maybe like out of a workbook, whatever it is, you, you're, you know, you might be thinking, okay, well, I hear what you're saying, Jesus, but my child doesn't want to do the work. And that's the problem. That is actually a lagging factor. That's kind of the result. That's not really the root problem. There's something else going on. And so in this upcoming series that we're going to be discussing, we're going to be looking at a little bit about the history of modern education, a little bit about what you can do differently and different ways you can evaluate your child and continuing to go deeper and just enjoy the fact that you as a parent educator are growing in the environment that you create at home because that's the beauty of homeschooling. It can look completely different. Not only will it look completely different from everybody else's home, but even from one season to another as your child grows and develops and as the dynamics in your home evolve and and change over time. And so if I can add, you know, when you put a child in an environment where a grade level achievement or grades is the primary way to determine success or failure or happiness, well, you're going to produce a kid that that's what they're going to strive for, not a love of learning, not a love for the skills and content being taught, but chasing that grade and so you have an opportunity when you bring your child home you take them out of that environment now listen it'd be a mistake if all you simply do is copy exactly what's happening in the school in the traditional school right that you may have your kid in and just bring that in all right kid Listen, okay, instead of XYZ language arts teacher teaching you this material, I'm going to teach it. And you know what? At the end, you're going to have this chapter test. And you know what? Eight out of 10 successful answers means you pass this chapter and you move on. So it'd be a mistake to simply grab everything that's out there and just bring it home. So what, can you, what, what do we do at home? Again, we emphasize skill over content. Again, we try to foster a love of learning. Now listen, Monica had mentioned it. When your kid is super resistant to material, Hey, that, that gives you an opportunity to pause, right? If a kid is super resistant to acquiring a particular skill, pause it, you slow it down, you extend it an extra week or two weeks. You got to understand in the system that you're pulling your child out of, it's all paced. Your child has X window to learn X skill because at X week, it will be X measured. And the kid is going to move on and he's either going to fall behind or he's going to keep up or he's going to get ahead. You, you can avoid that, that drama, that stress, that nonsense. Bring the child home. You determine what mastery is. You determine what progress is. You emphasize skills. You decide, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to build a joy of learning in my kid. So and we can and we've had firsthand experience when we had our son um take some dual enrollment classes by the third class we had he got to the point where he said mom I like, can we just please take a break? We had to focus so much on the grade. You couldn't just have a conversation. You couldn't slow down. You couldn't talk about it the same way. It was, okay, 
we have to communicate this and we have to fit this mold, which is, you know, the essay to get this grade. And it just was a constant pressure to the point where he didn't want to read or write. And so there is a, there's a time I understand for grading, but imagine what it would look like for your child to become a young adult who actually loves grading and isn't fatigued by it because they didn't spend their whole, you know, upbringing going from one class and one grade and one assignment to the next for years and years and years. So we look forward to sharing more with you. Please share this episode with somebody you care about. We have um, downloads in all different parts of the country and all different parts of the world, actually. We got a report back uh, recently. And so we love sharing with you. Make it more common because it's such a beautiful learning experience. Yes, come join us as we kind of Open up the books in terms of my 20 years of public school experience, Monica's 20 years of homeschool experience, where we talk about a range of things in this little brief little series that we're going to have. And this one was just our little intro on assessments. Can't wait to have you back so you can hear the rest. God bless. Thank you for spending time with us today. Check out our link below and subscribe to our podcast. We hope that we helped you by unlocking a new way of seeing homeschooling. Who else needs to hear this? Only you know. So take action and share it. Because remember, homeschool unlocked. It's not school. It's life.